Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to uh, your this week's installment of, of Baradian Coke with myself and Gilly from... Ought to know better fame, shall we say fame? Are you famous? Is ought to know better infamous, maybe more infamous? <laughs> infamous. Uh, yeah, infamous. Um, and to a uh, couple of guests, somebody who's been here a few, one or two times with us before. Lou, how are you doing, mate? All right? No good, yeah. Pleased to hear it, pleased to hear it. And ought to know better virgin, uh, and our first ever official Italian to actually ever come on the podcast, because we have had Don Matteo. Uh, on here, and he's not actually Italian, but we've also got Carl, who comes on quite regularly, who thinks he doesn't know what he is, but he thinks he's Italian, he thinks he's <laughs> Irish when they're playing. He, he, he honestly doesn't know. But, um, how are we doing, Andrea? Welcome to Auto Know Better. Yeah, thanks for having me. Very, very happy to be on, and still buzzing from, ye- from yesterday, honestly. So, yeah, very happy to talk again about, uh, about the, the great queen from yesterday, you know. Good stuff, good stuff. What we'll do, we'll run an intro and we'll get into a bit. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and then you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. You look like fucking Brolin, you're a leader in bastard. Or some sort of fucking weird floating head. No. You tensel player a bit, innit? I mean, I feel a bit right, dickhead. Nothing spectacular, really. <laughs> I've just got something to say about that intro, actually, because I remember when off off air when we'd been on Joe's uh, podcast, and I was trying to teach Andrea some British slang, and I was trying to t- teach him that the word nonce meant really good, uh, and everyone <laughs> was like, "No, no, 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 don't, no, no. don't say that, don't say that." Uh, it it, it didn't work because I knew that. I knew, I knew that. Word, you awful so. bastards! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, welcome then. Um, First things first, great, great win last night. I know we it was laboured at times, and and, and to know it just felt like Norwich took a bit of the sting out of our tail uh, at one stage. But all in all, Lou, I'll come to you first, mate, because I know you've uh, you've you've not spoken about this enough tonight because you've only <laughs> just come on from from recording LS11s after the match, post match preview or whatever. Um, so so yeah, what 
all in all, happy with that performance last night? Do you think, Louis, there's a lot of positives to take out of it? Yeah, I think it was just two games in a row of winning ugly, which um, was pleasing. I think I, I was thinking today what that game reminded me of was the a game where we played against um, Reading years ago. Yapstown was manager and they passed the ball around a, a whole lot and they couldn't believe they hadn't got a result, but they didn't really create anything. Um, it was a bit like that last night. I mean, they had they didn't really they test Melier once. John Rowe was is a is a really good good talent, isn't he? And he was probably their only really dangerous attacking outlet um, who would make me squirm during the game. But they didn't really create anything after that. Like he, I thought he was pretty good. I did. <laughs> yeah, I think not not as excited as as that. I, I didn't I didn't squirm. I certainly squirmed. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. I mean, yeah, I think I think you're quite right. I mean, in terms of two, winning ugly two two games in a row now, I would suggest because it wasn't it wasn't by any means our best performance of the season last night. It was it wasn't a complete performance. There were some decent performances in there, some strong performances which we'll come on to. But mm. but for me, as you say, winning ugly is sometimes a sign of a very very good team. Um, Andrea, do you think that shows then a different? a different perspective and a, and a different, almost a different outfit that Leeds can actually show up and actually do that now. Whereas probably earlier on in the season or in previous seasons under different managers, we didn't really have that, that, you know, that alternate persona where we could actually turn up and, and actually win ugly nine times out of 10, we'd lose or draw those games. Do you think, do you think that's something positive to look forward for the running into towards the end of the season? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because in the end, if you, uh, if you saw the results of Leicester at the start of the season, they were winning a lot of games in an ugly way. You know, they were not dominating. They were scoring in the final five or ten uh, minutes of the game. So it's good to see that this team now can dominate the game in terms of being um, offensive minded in attacking, uh, flow um, in the opposition half, but also capable of uh, digging deep sometimes, like we did, with, for example, at Blackburn and counter-attack uh, at the... Uh, uh, Adibut Park, for example. So it's good to have a double dimension. In the end, uh, you build the winning seasons too by winning uh, games that matter a lot. Like yesterday, yesterday was it was very massive for me in terms of the importance because we've seen it in the past against Norwich. Uh, it seems that it happens very, very often that the games against Norwich are like the possible turnarounds in the season uh, in terms of the importance they they uh, they have those games. So I think that for especially the first half, I think we were very good in playing our set of football. But I like the reaction after the, the the first 15 minutes in the second half when we were we were too deep in our own half, uh, too narrow, and it showed that we wanted to get forward, try to play again in, on our best uh, style of football, uh, the style of football that suits suits suit us best, you know. So it's good to see that this team can be double-dimensional because in the end, in those game type games decided by margins, uh, it's important to be like that. Big teams uh, are built also through ugly wins as well as brilliant wins. And it's good to see that we have this double-dimension now in certain games. Yeah, I completely agree. Gilly, Andrea touched on it there. There was... There was a period during that game where we were uncomfortable and we didn't know really what to do. When when Norwich controlled possession, we almost looked a little bit lost because we've been so used to controlling and having having things go our way a little bit more, I think, this season. I think they're the first team to do it too. And 
why do you think that? Why do you, what do you think, what do you think sort of kickstarted that? Do you think it was the team talk? Was it, was it always a plan or do you think, do, do, do you think they actually just thought, actually we'll take the sting out of the tail and, and, and how uncomfortable did it feel in the stands? Um, it, it never felt, I, I never felt on edge as much as, oh shit, they're going to score at any minute. It was that kind of growing feeling of, it, it, it's a strange one, I guess. When Whenever we are doing that to other teams and we do that to other teams more than they do it to us, um, you know, dominating possession, but not really, um, not really harming teams. You're thinking, oh God, they're going to get away with this. We're not going to score while we're on top, and and uh, it's going to peter out and fizzle out, and you know they're going to have come back into the game and get a bit of possession. When another side's doing it to us, um, it almost feels like, oh God, the goal's going to come any minute, um, and it, it's that juxtaposition actually of it, it's exactly the same sort of passion the situation. I think in the stands, they never really looked like they were going to cut us open. It, it, there were um, one of the lads that did some coaching for Albeck Moore uh, when my little one were there, Chris. Uh, he said on Twitter earlier on uh, it were uh, all fat and no shit, uh, and and I quite like the way they were putting it because um, it would it were all bluster. They had a lot of the ball. They didn't really do much with it. I think the frustration in, in the fans, because there was a bit of frustration, is when we did win the ball, we instantly gave it away again. We were knocking yeah. it. Off but there were nobody to pick pick out, uh, or if we was, we went right and we should have gone left. And I think that that really was the main source of frustration in the stands was we've won the ball there, but all of a sudden we don't have it again. And I think that that was the point. Just to put to, uh, touch on the other bit about winning ugly, I think there were certain occasions in the build-up to the goal, more than anything else, there were certain occasions when somebody had to stand up and impress their physicality on their opponent. Ruta did it several times in the second half, and I think that actually that's the that's one of the things that brought us out of that that period when Norwich had all the ball. Is he went and put in a massive steaming tackle on on touchline, smashed somebody, took the ball, somebody else tried smashing him, and he just shrugged it off. And then all of a sudden we got possession, we've retained possession. Everybody else can pull up the pitch a little bit, and he brought us out of that. Archer Gray in the build up to Bamford's goal as well went and won the ball in the air, put his body on the line, got a bit hurt in the tackle. Um, Rutter's then got got the ball, lays it off to Dan James and makes a run, makes all the space, great ball in, but without that physicality, we don't we don't create that space and we don't we don't yeah. score. I think that was an important factor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I completely agree. it's it's funny actually that you mentioned Rutter being almost the catalyst for for, for 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 that spell being over for Norwich because I felt during that spell and I mentioned this on 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 the instant reaction on with Joe last night that mm-hmm. I felt Rutter was part of the issue that we were under so much pressure because he, he was letting Paddy do all the running and the pressing in, in that stage and he was almost sitting and just being just being a number at some some stages and I think this I look I don't think Rutter had a, had a poor game by any by any by any measure but what I did notice was it looked a little bit alien when they had the ball and they were in comfortable possession and he was expected to play 10. And that's gonna look that's gonna come from experience. We still we've still got to appreciate as a 21-year-old playing in a position that's brand new to him. He's never played there before, as far as I'm aware, until until uh, Farkas tried him there. And it, when he's got the ball at feet, absolutely works. It works. It, you, you can see that. But I think there's a lot of work needs to be done, and he, he's very, very raw in terms of the potential he's got and how good he could be in that position, I think. Um, I hadn't actually picked up Before that. Before he, he joined? He, 
sorry, j- j- just on, on that point before he moved, before he joined, did he played out wide and up front? He played right wing and, and striker, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, mainly on the right, you know, the majority of his goals, you know, from outside the box came from turning inside from, from the wing and going inside and shooting. So, yeah, I think uh, it, it's brand new, but he really shoots, shoots him from, in my, my point only, of view. My only criticism of him would be He's not very good at holding the ball up, I don't think, um, and keeping it, which is why he tries to beat players. So his naivety towards the end of the game where we where he lost the ball trying to beat players and they, they, they got the ball straight back in the last couple of minutes. Bamford was shouting his head off at him. That's the only thing I'd like to see from him, a little bit more maturity when we're trying to close out a game, um, which was my only issue um, with, with, with him, really. The, we kept our shape in that. What felt like they had the ball for an hour, didn't it? It, it, it really did yeah, feel like yeah. that. And we were the only team that created chances in... in we I think we created two chances in that whole period of play and I don't think they had one shot. So, no. like, it would have been... There was a, a moment where Somerville scuffed a shot at, um, at the keeper when they'd had the ball for literally 15 minutes. Rutter and it would well. have literally been the most against run of play goal you'll have ever seen i remember <laughs> thinking that i i saw we looked dangerous we broke some of you all got the ball on the edge of the box and i just thought this would be outrageous to score now uh yeah. unfortunately it didn't happen but um the thing about our shape and breaking us down i saw a lot of norwich fans on twitter saying you get at leeds and they and they crumble and it's the stats don't say that the stats say we've got the second best defense in the league and um, fighting fire with fire actually benefits Leeds. And they probably didn't do enough of that. They didn't have enough attacking impetus. They had Josh Sargent, who did probably half the work that Bamford did with no reward and no service. Yeah. So Yeah, no, I I'd agree I'd agree. I think I'd agree with that. I think I think I think up I think if if we were playing a better squad man for man yesterday we might have been in a bit of trouble you've got i think we've got to appreciate we'd played 100 minutes against preston three days before and they battered us about you know there was a lot of it was it was it was a tough old game against preston at home um Mm. look we came out of it with with the three points but there's no doubt that the bodies would have been feeling it monday morning after after uh, did they play sunday did we play sunday send sunday yeah, so 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 I think we've got to obviously be a little bit appreciative of, of what they're putting the bodies through. You know, they're gonna have played um three games in, in less than a week, uh comes come Saturday. Um and and as I say, Preston Preston were there to to, to knock us about a bit. That was their game plan, wasn't it? Old manners and 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 to go in and actually play against Norwich side that I mean, they were relatively well organised, but as you said, they were all they were all they were all fart and no shite. I think you said earlier, um, which which <laughs> which which is right. You know, if if they had a couple of better players in that squad, they could have probably caused us problems. But I think that would have been more our own making because we mm. did look a bit leggy. Just on the legginess, then, Andrea, where do you stand on this substitution thing? This fact that Fark has got where he where he will not. Uh, I can I can understand both sides of the argument, so I really want to understand it from from other other people's perspective and and, and where you're leaning toward. To, should he be making changes for changes' sake, just to keep keep players fresh and and get some fresh legs on, or are you very much in this in the camp whereby it's very difficult to get get your foot on a game when it's so tight and and things are aren't really working and and you know it could take a player five or ten minutes to get up to, to up to game speed. Where yeah. which side of the fence do you sit on 
with with regards to that, or do, are you are you similar to me? Yeah, I'm similar in. I'm like in the middle, you know, because if I look at yesterday, I wouldn't have made made changes honestly, because I think we were we were working pretty well as we were, and I think he made the changes at the right time. Uh, if I'm not looking at yesterday, but looking at the general picture, I think that sometimes, and uh, you know, I tend to uh, to start shouting sometimes, you know, make a sob, make a sob, because I think that there's games where. Uh, he needs to make those substitutions earlier because there's, there's players that are knackered. We've seen Ampudu, for example, uh, towards the, the, the period of December. You know, in December, he, he had a period where he was clearly uh, struggling to play the 90 minutes and he needed to be rested or either sobbed off. Not just him, but other players too. You know, there were players also at Chigwe. I think he had a, a couple of bad games uh, in terms of because, for example, Sunderland. Because he was really knackered in terms of fitness, because in the end, we're always playing the same players. It's always the same 11. And uh, there's also the need to uh, bring in one or two options from the market for me in, in key positions, because we've seen it yesterday, you know, uh, knocks apart are part of the game, but there's also the fitness issue um, that may slow down also the recovery in terms of playing three games in a, in a week, basically, because we played uh, Preston on Sunday. Now, uh, yesterday Norwich, and we're playing again on Saturday against Plymouth. So I think we need more depth. We have a good bench in terms of player capable of being on the bench. But, of course, there's, there's players who are not trusted by uh, by FAC in terms of first options out of the bench. For example, Poveda, Gellert, you know. I think there's also one or two players that need alone, like Gellert for me, he needs alone. But, yeah, you know, it's adaptable in the end. Uh, going back to your question, to game by game. Yesterday, I think it was right to keep the, the, the team as it was because we were playing pretty well, I think. We had, after the first 15 minutes in the second half, we had seven clear chances in the second half. Uh, we had some some very good attacking play after we reorganized after that. Uh, so it wouldn't have changed. In other games, I think he, he still needs to not wait for the 70th minute to make the first substitution because this player sometimes that really looked either out of, of the game. For example, Piro is the biggest example. So he, he keeps playing in, in the 10 when he was playing there, you know, in that position before he uh, moved Brother there. And even if, if he was basically out of the game, he kept playing him until the 80th minute, also nine full 90 minutes without him making an impact. So it's adaptable, but Looking at the general picture in the end, I think he should make the subs earlier. Yesterday he was all right, but in other games, it might cause us problems, you know, in fitness-wise. I think in terms of the changes yesterday, the one that was the enforced one, I think really hurt us. Because if you look at the impact not having Dan James had, uh, the yeah. way that he closes down, the way that he works, um, I, I don't... Uh, I've got a lot of time for Anthony making himself available, given what he's got on away from football right now and and um I'm not denigrating him at all but the way that Dan James works works in defense and then and then is a threat and uh defenders are scared of him getting past them it makes a massive difference to us when he's not there agree i i think there was a bit of criticism last night um for for Anthony that i saw and i i didn't think he was that bad i just think what I find reassuring about players like Anthony that come on the pitch is that, and we've seen it when when there was calls for rotation against Stoke, and we all saw how that went, um, is that Farker knows what our best team is. Dan James is absolutely 
a part of that. So anybody that's come on, and that does include Nonto, um, just doesn't offer the same um, the, the same attributes to, as to what Dan James does. Nobody is going to run as much as him on that wing. Um, never thought I'd be saying that Dan James is more clinical, but he is. And that's ultimately why Anthony hasn't played more minutes. Um, so I just find it reassurance for reassuring. I, I think that Anthony coming on still still does a job. Um, I think he's positive. He tries to beat players. Um, he can work well in tight situations. And, you know, we've seen once already this year, he can finish. So it, it, it's a good problem to have. I, I don't think we've got bad options. In terms of, Isn't it? Go in on, terms sorry, of like what, what I feel like we could get, get in, I think getting a right back in would free up um, Archie Gray and ultimately our central midfield options in terms of uh, combinations of Gruev and Gray and Kamara and Gray. I feel like Gray is good at right back, definitely much better. Um, there are obviously areas he can improve against quick wingers and things like that. But I think the most he can give us is in the centre of the park. So I think getting a right back in in, in January would, would free up um, players that can have a more positive impact in the, in the middle of the park, like Archie Gray, who is doing wonders from right back, but he's so good in midfield. So um, that's what I would rather get in rather than a winger right now, um, in my view. Yeah, I think, I think just on... Jaden Anthony, I thought he, I thought he looked all right yesterday when he came on. I think, I don't think he looked out of place, and it was, he's a good option to certainly have. And I, I mean, you've got, you've got to first of all take into account the week he's had, bless him, uh, losing his mother. But not only that, to actually come on, he looked sharp. I thought he, he got the ball played into him a couple of times. He, he lost his man, left him for dust. Um, yeah. Probably should have scored realistically yeah. with, with the with yeah. the chance with the chance he had. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was too bad. I mean, I mean, but we obviously missed Dan James and his pressing, and him and Bamford are telepathic almost. You know, one of them presses, the other one knows what to do almost immediately, and you can see that there's that they've played together for for for, for some time. Um, but just on, just on selections, and 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 you, you mentioned there about having a bit of a a bit of a headache, I suppose. Um, I seen a comment earlier from um. From it was Skip actually, um, and it just just to go back to selection and, and headaches that we potentially got. Um, when the whole squad's fit, does Struik get back in ahead of Ampadu, and does Ampadu start ahead of Grevan current form? Gilly, I'll start with you, mate. Um, I've I've started um, ascribing to Smarty's view of this, and that is that the players have played themselves into form, and until such a time as that changes or somebody's unavailable, you play them. You know, Bamford um, uh, is, is in form at the moment and what is he, four goals and one assist in five games? You play him and you play him until such a time as he's not available. I think the same goes for, I mean, I think Ampadu and Rodon at the back at the moment is the best centre-back pair in, in the league. And that goes for anybody that we've seen in those positions for us as well as a, a, anybody else. Agreed. They look so assured and, and Rodon is just a monster at the moment. He's winning everything in the air. Um, uh, I think you know it, it's just working. I, I, I think Firpo defensively is he's, he's meeting everything that's asked of him, and I know that people might might scoff at that a little bit, but he's doing what is needed, um, and he's offering a lot in attack. You know, he could have scored last night. He, he, he made a decent connection. Unfortunately, he didn't get far enough into the corner, but he made a decent connection on the shot. 
that again came from Rutter being strong on the byline and then it being cut back in. But um, it, you know, he, he could have got himself a goal from the cheese. It, it, it were in front of the copy, were attacking, and it looked like it were going in. So we were all going mad because if fair post scores were on the pitch. Um, so I, I think I, I don't think uh, you know, I have a view of strike, and that view is that he's all right at this level. And I know that you rate him a bit higher than I do. Um, I don't think anybody walks back into this side, though. I think the side's playing well at the moment. And if you look at the form that they're in, um, how do you drop anybody out of it? There's been another um, question, just as we've been talking about it by Pecan there, about who do you take out of midfield if you put Gray back in there? It's not. So I do rate Gray in midfield. Yeah, What's that, I, sorry? I, I, I don't think it's that so much who do you take out. I think it's more... Uh options, rest, rotation of all good players who could come in at any point rather than dropping. I mean, that's different, I think, for the centre-back um, pair. And I think you're absolutely right. Ampadu and Rodon, you wouldn't change it. I think Strouk and Ampadu both offer different uh, passing options when they play. Strouk is a lot more progressive, passes through the lines on the wings. Ampadu tries a ball over the top. Bamford tries to feed off the scraps. Um, Ampadu's played two two really good um, assist this season for for goals. I just think um, that seems to work a little bit better in terms of variety than Strauk. So yeah, he doesn't walk back into this team at the moment. You're right. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 sorry, go on, Andre. I'll let you let you. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree with 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 both. I think right now, especially with the tactical adjustment that Faki made, you know, with Ampadu and Rodan, because Ampadu, you know, he was playing here in Italy. In, in a back for both for Venezia and Spezia, and it was terrible because it, it was a different side, different formation when they were in possession. So you always had to man mark basically the striker. And we've seen that when we are in possession here, we are playing like a 3 3 3 1 basically. And it goes wide like a left center back. And, and it, allow, it allows us to have a like another adjoint midfielder, you know. Apart from Grieve, another deep line playmaker, you know, when I has the ball and uh, Lou pointed out that correctly, you know, long balls over the top, trying to uh, reach the depth uh, with Bamford making running behind us, switching the side. Like Kamala did that too a lot yesterday in midfield, switching the side. And I think we were pretty, pretty good in doing that yesterday, more than in other games, I think. So I think what Ampudu is now offering in that formation when we are in possession, Strauch is not offering that because they're two different playmakers. And I agree also with the, the thing about the progressive passes of Strauch. Of course, is a different option. So, you know, you can adapt to um, to different games. You can play one in one game and another one in another game. So far, it would be a mistake based on form to take Gruyev out of the out of midfield or also Kamara for me. But of course, you, you have options uh, to, to adapt to each in different game, you know. Yeah. Uh, and also the same it goes for Ampadu and Stroke. Now Ampadu is playing well. The system is working. We are balanced too. Because uh, it's like having yesterday was like at times having Furple and Samuel on one side and James and Gray on the other one. It was like having four wingers because Ampadu and Rodon were covering with the uh, Cadian width and playing wide with Griev and Kamara covering in the middle. We were not unbalanced. It looked it look, it look on paper, if you look at that, very offensive. But we were really balanced, I think. We just had the uh, a um, a different, a difficult moment, I think, with that formation when we when uh, but they went from the right wing, and the ball went inside, and Sarah missed, missed uh, the impact up with the ball. Uh, yeah. But I think the formation right now, I agree with what Gilly said. You know, 
right now Fake, uh, we started to know him now. I don't think he'll change because based on form, uh, this is the balanced and solid eleven now. So unless there's injuries or uh, fitness problems or suspensions, you, you won't change that, honestly. I agree with, with, yeah, with that. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been Stroik's biggest biggest supporter, I suppose, since since the start of the season. I said it would be very important to us this year. Um, uh, but even I can't see how you could put somebody just back it back in because I mean the only positive I suppose and the only the only thing in his in his um in his what's the word I'm looking for? Favor his favor is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, easy one. Uh in his favor is is that he's obviously the club captain when Coops isn't playing. So th- yeah. you know Ampadu's been leading us very well as well though. So yeah it's a very very tough one. Listen just very quickly I just want to break away from from this chat because I know Hannah is waiting to join us. Hannah's just dropped a chat and said that she's been in a meeting with Parag this morning. Um, and he's anyway, let, let's let her get her in and let her tell us about it. Great. All the way from the US of A. How are you doing, Hello. Hannah? I'm good. How are you guys? Hello. Hello. It's been a while. I know. Yes. How are you lot? My favorite Hannah Bradley from the US of A in the whole world. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> no, um, we um... come on then. T- Tell us a little bit more about this meeting you've had with Paraga. Is it is it exclusive? Can anyone go? Can anyone no, go? it was it was exclusive. Um, oh. There's about twenty of us because uh, I mean, as you know, and as you've probably seen on Twitter, the um, Leeds groups. Well, for starters, so there's Leeds United Americas um, that was founded like late '80s, early '90s, that kind of established all these pods in Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York City, uh, Washington D.C., Florida. Um, and we're trying to kind of grow it again. So we're at a point, I think we have about 20 different cities out here and then I'm located, I'm close to Los Angeles, but I'm considered the Orange County or SoCal group of the lot. But of course, now that we've been fully bought out by the Niners, they of course have a pretty large interest in getting some more fans out in the U S. So, um, Prague was on a call with us this morning and from the sounds of it, it seems like they're just going to offer us some support to get um, in contact with like local pubs in each of the markets. To Because the most difficult thing for us is those noon games that you guys have. That's 4.30 in the morning here. So while, of course, like happy to have a beer, it's hard finding a pub or an establishment that will open for us. So you don't have Weatherspoons out there. No, <laughs> no, you have to pay $12 for a beer out here if you go out. I love spoons when I go over there. It's the best. Has, uh, has Jesse Marsh tried to, to join? Absolutely no. not. He's banned. Is, is he allowed? <laughs> <laughs> He's banned and Weston McKinney's banned. Just okay, yeah. good, good. Just want to make sure. <laughs> I don't like that one. Too far away, that one. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you, you, you said in the in the comment there, Hannah, that he said the, the the locker room and morale is really really high at the minute, which is really really positive, and and it's probably what looking at some of the reactions. You know, we saw Georgie on on was it Instagram Live doing a dance with 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 Willie. Nonto um, and Glenn Kamara in the background and whatever else. So it's, I mean, it's, it's probably what we expect at this stage anyway. It, yeah. Was there anything? I mean, he said the last two wins. I think you said in invert commas were changing points. Yeah, so Do you he think said, that's... yeah, there's there they were opportunities that it could have, of course, gone either way. And it seems like he thought that. 
those two games have just completely boosted morale and comfort. He said, everybody's really, really back. He said, Daniel, Daniel's doing such a good job. Everybody's backing Daniel. There's reasons why we brought him in. He knows what he um, should be doing. And all he emphasized was getting back up to the Premier League. Like that was, that's what the Niners organization wants, of course, more than anything. Um, And he was making some comments about how, uh, Daniel has said that this is the stronger team than he had when he was at Norwich. And he thinks that he is told like in the conversations that they're having thinks that he's totally capable with, with this group right now to do what they need to do. So it just sounds like the Niners organization is incredibly happy right now, um, which of course is great news. And then it seems like the lads are all getting along and, I mean, it's been great for Brent Bamford and everyone. So a lot of positivity, which isn't always what's happening as a fan of Leeds United. So Uh, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Um, We do appreciate you jumping on because I know you left a work meeting to to join us. This is more important. Yeah, of course. But if you have got (laughs) a few more minutes, it looks like you. Yeah, there has been a couple of questions just just coming directly for yourself, Hannah. So if you have got Uh-oh. a couple of minutes, I'll just just get these. Um, Hannah is in SoCal. Does she know Retro Bob's Arcade? He's a big Leeds fan. No, I you don't know him. I, no, I need to know more. I don't know a lot of SoCal Leeds fans. We've had a lot of shifts that have happened because it's just so expensive to live here. So most right. of the supporters that we were watching with a few years ago have like moved states, or a lot of people are actually going back to England. I don't know if you guys know that. There's like an influx of people that were here that are going back. So um, we need to do a bit of a better job as a group. That's what Parag was talking to us about earlier today. What can we do marketing and outreach wise? But yeah, have him follow the Twitter account because we're going to try yeah, to find get, a pub. Get retro Bremner's goes. Get retro Bob's arcade to follow. Uh, what, what's the at now? Is it at LUFC SoCal? SoCal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, wicked. Um, and then, just quickly, did Parag give any hints to any signings or anything like that? He, he did make a there? comment about new players coming through. It was very quick how he said it. But um, I think there, there is, you know, there's going to be an effort because they, I mean, they're just, they, they know just as we know, like you can't just do what you need to do to get promoted because what happens in the new year or in the new season is you just immediately come back down. And I think they've seen that firsthand. So, so much for 49ers keeping quiet. He's been in his mouth. He's so happy. Yeah. I think, I think he's just high on that win, right? He's ruined it for everyone. <laughs> yeah, there goes, there goes the. Yeah, uh, they, they they keep the business close to the chest of rumor. Um, exactly. Everyone can stop uh, saying that now. <laughs> the other question we've had, uh, Hannah, is um, I don't know if if there's much interest in this at all um, across the pond, but um, certainly a lot of Leeds fans watched it. Um, with Jesse Marsh as as interview with Simon Simon Jordan, did 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 you see that? You did see that. Has there been has there been much said about that <laughs> over there? Everyone thinks he's an idiot. Yeah, you know it's bad when people prefer Simon Jordan to Jesse Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you know who our uh, one of our top commentators is out here. It's I don't want to curse. It's fucking Alexi Lawless. Who yeah, played in Italy? Played in Italy shit. with Padova. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Absolute bell end. So, like you, you, the you... fact that everybody hates Lawless, but I mean, Marsha's interview—he just says buzzwords, and I'm sure he was yeah. doing that when he was coaching too. Like, there's no backing or passion or knowledge behind what he's. Yeah, I fell saying. for it. 
<laughs> I, I actually I, thought that we've got a guy here that knows what he's you know, he's a yeah. passion merchant i love yeah. all that smashing the fist in the air yeah. and that. i was like yeah give me some more passion i, I remember the tweet from lalas when we uh lost against man city the tweet that uh he, he tweeted that uh leads are not supposed to, to to beat man city and it was repeated by rodrizani i think that the tweet but lalas is remembered in italy played for padova yeah, when they were in Serie A, I remember because he used to uh, go on a comical show and and uh, play his guitar at that show. So they he was like a comical figure in Italy, Lalas. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. Alex he Lalas is a barbar. Seriously, like yeah, thought he was good or whatever. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Obviously, like Cellino on the guitar. You mean? Yeah, guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Cellino in the band, don't he? Yeah, I um. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, Roland, he's a friend of ours. Uh, he's been out on the drink with us once or twice. Uh, <laughs> for it. So, he, yeah, he knows. Oh, he knows Alex. Do you reckon Do you reckon Jesse Marsh, when he orders a Domino's, orders a, a pepperoni passion with extra passion? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he has a veggie vol volcano and tries to convince everyone it's the best one. He lives in Tuscany now, apparently. And it's just the audacity, just like I don't know. He's he's like a really bad example of somebody when they get fired and they're just so resentful about it. Like I feel like he doesn't really have anything good to say and he just thinks he was wrongly fired. Like he's like, yes. We had we had good stuff happening in the locker room. It's like you had no points. Like we were not winning. How can you just sit there and say all these? He insisted on saying going? they were. He yeah. was saying it would go in the right direction. You don't know that. Like the <laughs> it just the odd. I, mean, I mean, there's a reason why he hasn't even been hired by an MLS team out here. He turned. Like, let he me ask you a question, down, Anna. He? he turned you... Southampton and Leicester down. Yeah. Do you the think the brunt of the man? According to him. Was... Sorry, um, Laura, go on. Yeah. <laughs> We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free that's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads do you think the whole um xenophobic thing was accurate because he he made me buy into that where he was basically you know starting the narrative that the british media here are not going to get over the fact that i'm american like no. that, that was what he was trying to drive and and i bought that i and i thought yeah if he was he if he was cockney and a and a geezer and whatever and he was you know speaking in a different way or even just you know english um he <laughs> he might not have had the abuse that he got he tried to get the whole people are not going to get over the fact that I'm American. Um, but we loved Adams until he was a snake. So that, that, yeah. that sort of... Yeah, but this guy, this guy was the manager. Like, positivity yeah. and be, driving positivity into a team does not mean you're a good coach. And ultimately, um, that's what 
his strengths were. That's what he self-confessed. That's what he said in that podcast, what his his strengths were. Anyone can go in and be positive. Like, yeah. he didn't even create, he didn't even do that. He didn't even create a good vibe. Because no. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I, he actually failed I, at that bit. Because if you remember so, him complaining at the West End about the players being scared, well, that's on yeah. you. You're the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If, so if you can't even do the one thing you say you're good at, you're not going to be successful. I hate it. And all that. <laughs> yeah, it, the metrics me... were trending in the right direction, though, Lou. Yeah. The penis yeah. ball metrics. If he goes in the middle, why would we play wingers? Yeah. I, do you know what? One, one thing I would say is that, and and I think I agree with him on this, look, and I, and, and I think if you don't, you're very, very one's... Blind, I don't know what you call short sighted. That's the word. Um, and with the, the the results didn't reflect the performances in quite a lot of his games. We were a better side than our, our results did reflect. And he was he was unlucky, right? Yeah, he no, was. but look, look can only last so long, and and that's where that's where the the, 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 the we towed the line, I suppose, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think but the biggest thing too is like what you said about media. Media, yeah, nobbit, by the way. yeah, but media <laughs> may look at him and be like, Oh, he's American. I think media, in any instance, is going to look at something negative because negative publicity for media just gets more views and talk. So, of course, they were going to talk about him being American, but if he did well, had the respect of the fans, had respect of the locker room, had respect of the ownership, you'd, I mean, if if he just was respectful and made everybody like feel confident in the position that they were in, everybody would just be like, the media can say whatever. Because the American, do you remember the lovely American Leeds fans that we had for like one season? They were oh, all saying, yeah. oh, you USMNT. you don't you don't like this because we're American. You don't do, I talk like this and I've been receiving nothing <laughs> but love for from Leeds supporters for 12 years on Twitter, 13 <laughs> years on Twitter. So it's just the, I think there's a bit of American, um, hard-headedness and just this belief that you don't have to work to earn like an equal respect like they just think it should be given <laughs> but that's because like, you're actually a Leeds fan not a USMNT fan that just happens to have a player in our side USMT yeah. fans I know from living in California my whole life I know maybe three people that actually have followed soccer US men's soccer the entire like it, I don't know, 30, last 30 years. Like, nobody cares about it here except for probably two World Cups ago, people started giving a shit. So yeah. all these people that are even USMT fans, like, they probably couldn't tell you a single player's name from 12 seasons ago or 12 years ago without looking something up. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it, being passionate about something that you think other people <laughs> are going to be passionate about. My uh, wife has uh, cousins that are American, and I was telling them all about Tyler Adams and Aronson and McKenney, and they were going, don't so, care. Oh, and <laughs> she's our manager, so it's very American at the moment. And they're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Boring. Yeah. yeah to, to, um, to me, to me it's, it sounded like, when he did that, that interview, it sounded like an NCAA coach, because he was talking about the process and all of that, but... You know, you need, in professional football, you need to bring the results, not the end body points that are earned on the pitch, not by XG goals, the expected goals and the metrics. So really sounded like yeah. one of those NCAA coaches, but, you know, you're there to form athletes in the NCAA. He was quite negative as a, for a positive guy, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. yeah it, it, it's it, all it facade. Was, it, it's yeah, the, it was, it's yeah. the, the self-awareness that I didn't get. You, there was lots of early interviews when he first came that were, 
these weird passive aggressive digs at the previous um at, like about Bielsa yeah. and yeah. the training and the injuries all this sort of stuff is like yeah, yeah. no no don't talk about that mate because this isn't just some manager who was here for four months and got sacked. This was a bloke that clearly everyone in the fan base worshipped. Like, we've not brought you in because we think you're him. We've brought Don't you in because me, we want the start of a new project. And he never, ever looked long term. I've only just got over this. <laughs> you actually just reminded me of sorry of something funny Prague said earlier, too. Um, Prague made a comment about all the uh, players that left. Not a dig or anything, but he was like, you know, Leeds United are now famous for their release clauses. And he's like, we'll never do that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think one thing that's, that has to be said, and at the risk of re rewinding 12 months and going into too much about Jesse and Bielsa and stuff, one thing that the 49ers certainly have brought is that element of calm. And you actually believe that we're in good hands at the moment do you know what i mean yeah. one of my biggest worries that would turn into a tourist club would extend the stands would have they'd be selling popcorn and candy floss and cause light and and you know all the what's shit what's wrong with stuff. cause light oh it's absolutely <laughs> dog shit that's what hannah um um but um but yeah do you know and that was but at the moment i think i'd rather be in in sensible financially astute hands that where people aren't coming onto Twitter and saying we've signed yeah. a player and actually that player is still in France and signs for another club and yeah. then fails his medical. Well you know um, what's what's nice is Parag doesn't get on Twitter and start tweeting after he's had a bottle of red wine. So yeah, that in that. itself is a Andrea, so not, I do and turn your phone our, off um, when you've had a few <laughs> Andre you're not our previous owner with the disguise of a cash, are you? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Hello, guys. No, no, no. Now, now he's back. He's back it's on Twitter me, now. Andrea. Yeah. He, he's activated the account now, lately, I think. Just yeah, did, didn't he? has been bugging me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, anything, any other, anything else juicy from that meeting, Hannah, that's worth sharing while we're no, in front of 75 people? There's just a lot of positivity coming. I just think that they're really excited. They're probably going to do some... Um, some things for uh, like our groups to come out to Ellen road and to England and also vice versa. Like there's a lot of English people that of course come to the U S for whatever reason for holiday. So um, if you guys are out here during the season, you know, check out what city you're in. There's lots of us here, uh, both expats and Americans that can host you for a party. And I'm just, it's just exciting. They, I think they're really engaged and really happy to, be you know taking ownership of this and of course the results are good but they seem like they're happy with the squad and they're very happy with daniel so yeah good did, did, did you talk about a possible if we got if we got promoted of course i think a possible tour in the u.s in the summer maybe? yeah I've, I've i literally cornered um victor orta when i was at ellen road two years ago and told him if you go to australia not the u.s i will find you and then they went to <laughs> australia so that's why he's gone just kidding but um no it's it's gonna happen especially they i mean they have levi stadium which is one of the largest stadiums here in the u.s leads are gonna play there like it's just a it's a given so book yeah, your I tickets think, i think I think Roland's somebody. I think we're all pretty happy with where we are with with, with Daniel. So, um, if you want to stay, Hannah, you're more than welcome. If work's calling, you can shoot back off back to work and and do whatever you need to do. Um, what I just wanted to do before we start, um, sort of finishing up and and talking on a few little bits, obviously coming on to um Plymouth in the Cup at the weekend, um, was performances <laughs> last night. Um, 
<laughs> oh god yeah and I, i'll I just mean, turn the account work. off yeah. like andrea don't, don't drop any names whatever you do yeah. <laughs> yeah. um was was on performances last night so um who who surprised you more than anybody gilly who who was who i mean obviously we, we've we've got a team now and we've already spoken about form and how we're playing and stuff but when actually tough got going last night, I thought a couple of players who I probably wouldn't have expected to stand up. I don't know if you you felt the same way or it came across the same way from were you in the northeast lower last night. Uh, no, I mean cheese, cheese. Um, so he's been uh, cheesy. That's it. Um, the fullbacks. So yeah. I, I touched on it earlier with Furpo. Um, he, he he did everything that were asked of him defensively, and I know that he's had. You know, he's derived as in, in his defensive aspect, even if people were giving him a bit of uh, leeway in his attacking. But I felt that he, he handled everything that came to him. And I think we need to remind ourselves that Archie Gray is still only 17. Uh, but what he did and, and the way that he impressed his physicality on his opponents, he, he, he bossed it. He absolutely bossed it. And not only did he do that, I mean, if you remember that, it, it pretty much saved a goal towards death. Um, where they were running through, I think I think there were three on two at one point, um, and Rodon had tried making a foul, which I really respect him for, because that's exactly yeah. what we needed him to do, but missed it. Um, and Archie was the last man, just took the ball off the man, turned away from it, gave himself some space and cleared not the ball. Afforded, You're thinking, you should not either. be able to do that. <laughs> Ornel Hernandez, he's, he, was, he was a fair, yeah. fair old player. You know, he's got some experience, yeah. and he, he made him look like bloody... Jack Wilshire after he'd had his knee operation, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was, both the football. Any, any, anybody else got any? I mean, obviously, I the two I was I was actually leaning toward was was both the fullbacks. I thought they were both outstanding. Probably couldn't split them. It'd be on a flip of a coin as to who was my man of the match out of the two. Does anybody else? Anybody else have anybody else that they would like to recognise from last night's performances? I think the key is consistency. Really, I'd like yeah. we're not. I know last season is entirely different, but we, we had nobody on form last season. Rodrigo scored a few goals, but nobody was playing well. Um, I don't think you can pick anyone out of this team who is, isn't is playing well. I, I think, uh, you know, the guys are all right in what they say in the fullbacks. The surprises are that Gray is as good as he is and the fact he keeps doing it. Like Gilly said, that that tackle and then to form an attack after it was just ridiculous. Um, Furpo is surprising in that he's not being Furpo, if you know what I mean, at the moment. <laughs> so I guess that is that. But I think he's feeling a bit of love at the moment. He's clearly in, like, he might be one of the sensitive types like Bamford and just needs a bit of confidence and, uh, you know, making some positive contributions. And that's what he's doing at the moment. So he's he's feeling the love. So is Bamford. Um, and I think it, it's just, it's making such a difference to the team. Players that, we've not really been relying on that we aren't necessarily relying on now, but they are a positive part of the team and they're, they're making inroads. You know, if yeah. the whole team is contributing like that, it means that, that the whole squad is just in a great place because you're not yeah. really worrying about anyone coming on the pitch. I mean, the only way we would groan at the moment is if Bamford had a ball in his hand for a penalty and that's it. <laughs> That's as literally yeah. bad as it gets. And that nearly <laughs> happened the other day, let's be honest. Hey, I weren't mourning when he passed it to Piro, I'll tell you. No, um, I wasn't either. Um, you you, you made, made a video point. of the Japanese fans uh, of the penalty uh, with Bamford. Yeah. That was a funny video, the Tokyo supporters group. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. Yeah. I, um, 
you made a really good point there about about trusting the players. Uh, somebody mentioned in the stad comments that we've got a weak bench. I think it was Glenn Hayes. Um, I don't I don't tend to agree with that, and I think I think I'll tell you why. And I'm, I'm going to bring this to you, Andre, because I, I, one thing that's puzzled me this season is with Gruev coming into the team and looking so perfect for how we play. Why has it been until now that until we've seen seen him feature? I know, I know, I know. The obvious is that we've got no centre backs, and Ampadu's had to drop back. But he looks so so composed. He looks like he's been playing for us for years. Why do you yeah. think we've we, we if he is so good and he's his passing percentages? You'll be able to tell me better. I think there were they've been ninety seven and ninety five percent over the last two yeah, years. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Uh. So what do you think? Farker's just been waiting for him for the right time, or do you think his fitness? Do you think he's been he's been just been training really hard? And he's been. What's the what's what's the solution and why do you think? Well, I think the the first thing you said, honestly, I think really contributed to it. You know, I'm going to move into the centre back position because of necessity, basically, and Griev uh, taking his opportunity at, at Peterborough. You know, because he had some cameos before, but it didn't shine. For example, at West Brom, where he started, he struggled for me uh, for for various parts of the game. So we need time probably to adjust to the the English different level of, of uh, rhythm, English football, I mean, because of course... Who did we in, sign him from? Uh, Werder Bremen in, uh, in the yeah, Bundesliga. That's right. Yeah, so he played 31 games last season, so I really wondered when we signed him. I, I said, um, I hope we don't play him, him alongside Ampadu, because there were a lot of comments, oh, he's going to play alongside Ampadu, but for me it's always been, he either start Ampadu or, or Gruyev, because they are too similar in that position, in the DM position. And right now, you know, I think he wasn't playing before because of Ampadu. Ampadu playing, being one of the most consistent players um, so far in the first part of the season. Then Ampadu, of course, was um, was still playing when he was absolutely knackered in terms of fitness. And I think really contributed to the fact that he has to move Ampadu back uh, to the to bring this in, in the centre back position and Griev there in the place of Ampadu. Because um, now with this different information with Furpo, with the, the three the um, three basic centre backs when we are in possession, because Gruyff drop, drops back, I think it's allowed also Gruyff to move around, free roam, uh, and be the, the real playmaker in this team. Because yesterday too, it was the, the key, basically the balance between the attacking side and the defensive side of the formation. It was key for our balance throughout the whole game. Uh, so yeah, it was a mixture of Tark playing the same eleven, unless of suspension injuries, uh, and also the fact that we have uh, made some technical adjustment for me in this system, for in order to allow Purple to get forward, and also we are a different team now with uh, Bamford playing the nine, stretching the team, creating depth, and rotating the ten. So it it's more suited to me right now this eleven to Gruyev. Uh, and he has the freedom to move around, be the key, the link up between the, the two sections. Let's call let's call them like that of the team. So it's it's a mixture of all those things. But it was really good. We're talking about, for example, Cresswell, other players. You know, it was really good to take the opportunity was it was given, and now it's very very difficult to to take him out of the starting eleven because we've seen that he he belongs there. He belongs. Agreed. There's a yeah. bit of pressure on him at the moment as well. I don't know if you've seen it, but Don Matteo uh, has drawn equivalencies between Grove and Batty. Oof. There's a the thing. 
<laughs> no <laughs> pressure really, at all. No pressure. I'll tell you one thing I really rate about Gruev is his timing of his challenges, and he's not fed, afraid to go off his feet. But other times when it's when it's not there to be won, he's such an intelligent player. You know, there was yeah. a chance. There was a time yesterday where where Norwich broke, and I think a lot of players would have tried tried to win the ball and probably picked up a yellow card, and he just didn't commit. He just pulled out of it and chased back. Um, so, so yeah, it's it, it's an. So, so just going back to the initial question about the the bench being weak, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I subscribe to that. I think, I think we've got options in in a lot of areas. I mean, obviously, there's areas we can we can strengthen and improve on. I think as as a unit and as a squad, but I don't think for. I mean, obviously, we've got a couple of injuries and things, but when you when you look at our bench, if we if we lined up with the same team next week. And everybody was fit. You know, you're looking at a bench of Byram, Shackleton, um, Kristen Cooper, Chris, yeah, Cooper, Strike, Nonto, Byram, Matteo, Joseph, Anthony. I don't think that's a poor, poor bench. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Just quick point about Gruev. I know you mentioned about it, the timing of his challenges. What one of the key things I've noticed is. Um, how a lot of players, midfield players particularly, like to ping the ball into the feet of another player. Gurev seems to play his passes like right in front of the player, right into the right into the basket, if you like, and it always keeps the momentum going. Even if he does play a pass backwards, it's in a way where the player can bring the ball out. It's just all of his passes are perfect, keeps the momentum going. Really clever little player, and it's. Yeah, he, he is a real he is a real asset at the minute because you you really do notice um, just the contributions he makes at every single little time. Not to mention that ridiculous flick yesterday, playing in those tight situations. Melier um, yeah. gave him the ball twice in about three minutes when he clearly didn't want it. Dealt with those situations really well. Um, he didn't look in danger, but they were hospital passes. Um, yeah, I, I, one of them were fired right at him. Yeah. from about 10 yards away. Yeah, he just booted it at him and he, he dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Glenn's just popped back in, uh, I think, obviously, with regard to uh, the uh, the comment. What he's saying is now um, that they'll do a job, no one that could change a game. I I would argue Willie Nonto and Jaden Anthony probably could change a game uh, on their day. Um, I do agree that I think we. Do, I still feel we need to bring in and I keep banging it. Perot did a weekend. A, yeah, Perot did. Sorry, Perot would be on the bench as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think for me, it's more. I I still think, and I keep banging it. No matter whose podcast I'm on, whether it's Joe's or ours, I spend more time on Joe's these days actually. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I keep banging the drum that. That's the window. Think, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I still, I still think we we need, we do need an old, experienced ten who can come on and change a game. And I think yeah. that that became quite apparent let's early not, on in the let's season. Let's not write off Gelhart though here. Like I mean, no, in point. terms of players coming off the bench, he can change back, a game as well. He 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 can change a game. He was our guy that did that, even in the Premier League. You know, assist against Brighton for a start. Um, the header he won um, in the centre of midfield to head the ball onto Rafinha. That guy and has done scored. it. Farker has yeah. brought a couple of players out of confidence in Furpo and Bamford and brought them. And brought them back. There's no reason he can't do that with Gelhart. So, there's, yeah, I think it's unfair to say that there's no impact off the bench. But again, this needs players playing minutes, which, you know, this weekend is a good opportunity for people like 
Gail Hart to get some minutes and start yeah. getting that confidence back. That's what these games are good for. That Bamford goal at Peterborough has clearly been a springboard for him. You know, if we have a successful season this year, that that will look that will look at, as a key moment that that was a real springboard in our season. Bamford scoring that because yeah. clearly, but, I mean, can you remember how we, we looked at each other, Lou? We were laughing our heads off. <laughs> we just looked at each other and laughed. We were there in the stands it, and just looked at each other. We couldn't fucking believe it. But we also knew it was important that he'd done it because we know that he he likes to score in a in you know in a bit of a flurry, which he's proved. So many times, he's, he's the got biggest. Four goals and one assist ever. in his last five games. That's it. But, but that's so that's so good, and it, it and it is so true to the the form that everyone says that he's once he scores one, he scores a few, and he does. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and, no, fair so, point. And I'm just I'm impressed that even after it was all, I mean, it needed to be done for his sake, but after Ailing leaving. I feel like that could have even done something pretty substantial to the dressing room. Like, you know, he wasn't getting time. He was such a big influence here or whatever kind of look that could have been. It could have made, you know, people upset or at least knock some people off like mentally. But I feel like we've been doing great. And, you know, I love the fact that the uh, pub changed the name till the end yeah, of the season. It's yeah, really so. Do you know who it was, Lou? It was Marsh who actually sent me that. What about the Marsh sent me that about about not Jesse? As as it had happened. Jesse Marsh. No, no, you no, can't no, say no. that name. Lou's mate. Marsh. <laughs> it's uh, not not Marsh. Not Jesse. No, uh, one of Lou's mates who I met at, at Lou's wedding. He 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 sent me a text after after Luke Aylin had gone saying that they'd renamed the peacock. But it was a joke. So I I said I'm nicking that and I'm putting it on Twitter. So I put it on Twitter and it went mad. And then a week later, they've actually changed the fucking name of it. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I just want to touch on? All right. Yeah, really, really quickly. I know we're coming up to the hour. Um, wholesale changes. Do we all agree for, for Plymouth at the weekend? Do we do we try and give as many minutes to as many fringe players as possible? I think we'll win yeah. with our fringe team, but it's definitely a good opportunity to give some play, uh, players some minutes. And do you is know Arch- who midfielders are? Sorry, Anna. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's his knee, but they don't believe it's too too serious. Uh, according to uh, Farker's comments after the game, uh, yeah. they hope the ligaments aren't hurt. I think he said. Um, sorry. Yeah. Do you know who who the centre midfielders who starting starting for Plymouth are at the minute? Adam Forshaw and Darko Gaby. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but Gaby yeah, obviously Forshaw's can't play against us, and JB won't play against us. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's not allowed. So that's so no midfield. So we're definitely going to win. <laughs> <laughs> don't say. Don't speak too. Knock on wood. Um, knock on wood. Yeah, right they now. had. <laughs> they had a, a few a few years back. They had Scott Woodson too. I think. Oh God! Really? <laughs> yeah. Christ. Um, good question, Chris, and it's one that I think will be answered uh, this weekend. Either he's either he's, he's his um, career with us is is over completely, or this one. Um, yes, this one. Um, this one. Do we think Cresswell? It will just go on the hours really quickly. Anyway, he's even on the bench this weekend, from what he says. Nah, he's not all of a gonna sudden all of a sudden gonna get on the bench, is he? Nah, I don't think so. Let alone start. Unless he's changed his attitude completely over these last couple of weeks and he's working really, really hard and he's jabbed his dad in the mouth and told him to button it. Um, well, I don't... <laughs> he's very big on on negativity and that 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 shows with the whole Jed Spence thing, which which obviously goes yeah. a lot deeper than him having a, a bad attitude. Obviously, there was a a, a big um, event that he didn't turn up for and things like that. And somebody I saw on Twitter earlier made a really good point about do we think it's... Um, 
no surprise we've started winning after he's left because obviously he played in a couple of games that we did lose. It just does make you wonder if his attitude was perhaps having a bit of a negative yeah. effect on the team. But yeah, he was clearly a bad egg. Whatever happens, <laughs> yeah, no, completely. Yeah, completely. Uh, is he? Was he in? He's gone to Genoa now, has he? Uh, yeah. Played, played his yeah, first yeah. game, first first ninety minutes. Played full ninety minutes. Left wing back. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. so good. He was all right. They gave him a six uh, and a six point five rating. Uh, the papers, yeah. Daniel Fark has given the manager a ring and gone. He's a good left back, so that's <laughs> Try him out on the left. Yeah. Um, really, really quickly. Then we we did it on the main pod. We won with the main pod with me, Gilly, the weekend. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday. not the weekend on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So we we don't need to do it, but um. You, you three, just really quickly, who is your, if we were to end the season now, who would be your player of the season? I'll start with you, Hannah. Ladies first. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I don't know. No, I don't want to answer Or I can first. come to you last if you prefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies last. <laughs> okay. We'll start with the Italian stallion, uh, the Johnny Depp lookalike, uh, Andrea. Johnny Depp. Uh, the Johnny Depp from um, Edward Scissorhands, though. Not, not the Johnny Depp from... The film where he looks really fit. I'm just kidding, Andrea. I'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm just kidding Andrea. You absolutely lovely look to lovely. Our guests, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Don't worry. Um, I'm sure you'll be coming. You'll be knocking on the door to come back on here, won't you? But um, who would be your player of the season and why so far this year? Yeah, I was, I was thinking because there's a few. You know, uh, Archie Gray has been momental. Ampelu has been great, but I think that the major turnaround was looking at how he started the season. Now I think he's going to be rotter. Has to be rotter for me in terms of the contribution and the, the turnaround he's had. Uh, in and now I hope he, he really keeps playing him. I mean Farke in the in the ten position because the, the position he can he can be like a in. I think the the number ten position. So I think so far for the term of contribution, I think rotter Somerville has been great too. But yeah, I think the major turnaround has been from from Jorginho, Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I, I did pick up on a comment here from Andy. Gray is definitely the most improved player this season. Yeah, I think I think we need to remind ourselves that actually he only made his debut this season. Yeah, and then, and then that seems amazing considering what he's he done against, up to this point. He played against Aston Villa, didn't he? In the in a friendly uh, the season before, the season, in a friendly yeah. in Australia. But, but he's, yeah, the first down to coaching. Team, you, I think it speaks volumes when he says he signed a new contract and he basically says. Thank you for showing the confidence in me. The confidence you can give to a talented young footballer at 17 to go and do what he's doing, you've got to put it down to the coaching because yeah. he was nowhere near the first team until Farker came along. And look look at what's happening. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, of, of all of the players that we've lauded over as our young players, as we always do at Leeds and we get excited about it, I don't think there are many white. as good as this. And the there fact that he, he, he there isn't really. The, he comes not from in a, terms of potential, like yeah, yeah. He comes from I a think, Le- Leeds royalty bloodline too, so that's <laughs> yes, like absolutely. Well, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but just um, touching on the point about Jorginho, I, I think he's the most improved player this season because last season I couldn't see a footballer in him. I thought it was no. dire. I wanted him gone. I just, I thought, you know, just cut your losses and get rid as, as best you can. And that, and now you look at him; he's enjoying his football and he, and he's brilliant to watch. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think he's most improved. Gilly. Him. 
He said it about he said it about Bamford. He said it about Furpo. He said it about Stroik. I f- well, just I tell like, everyone, just call a, everyone shit, and then we'll win every, every week. A lot of those guys are like they need confidence, they need support, they need backing. Like I, I you see how upset Rudder gets when he misses at, at Ellen Road, and like how bad he was fighting to get that first goal. Some of them are just way more mental than the other ones like you know just making sure that, yeah <laughs> no just making sure that they have like the mental support and it's hard being a playing for leads because i feel like we're a bit supporters are a bit like if somebody starts playing poorly we all are on him we're on yeah. him on twitter we're on him in the stands like yeah. media's talking about it so it's not like you have a shit game and then you move on you have a shit game and you're going to hear about it for the entire week and it has a huge impact mm-hmm. on mental health i think mental health is such a big aspect of how these guys are playing too so it's true yeah. we are hysterical um, <laughs> this, this is this is nothing new i mean i don't want to be negative i think retire is brilliant mm-hmm. but i think if you look into what a lot of his attributes are, what you can see as a team that that we've been losing a lot of games in the Premier League, the golfing class between the Championship and the Premier League is actually pretty massive. I mean, yeah, Retair does not get away with um, poor first touch, um, muscling defenders off the ball in the Premier League. Doesn't mean he won't be good um, as a you know going into the the Prem potentially as a confident player, but. Um, the same, the same, really for Rodon. You know, how does he deal with Mo Salah running at him, as an example? Yeah. There's, there's lots of things to consider. We are obviously a really good team for this league, um, but I think that's and the same for Dan James. You know, some of these players we're talking about. Yeah. He's my player of the season on the yeah. basis of consistency and um, output, goals and assists, and the sort of team we look like without him in it, which I think is a really good indicator. Um, We've been lucky enough to have Retair play, you know, all the all the a lot of minutes. The same with Dan James, um, but Dan James has been brilliant. I really didn't. I, it, it would would have been Somerville if he'd have played. Somerville had played well in the last sort of three or four games, but I think he's been just a little bit off it. Um, so yeah, Dan James for me. Fair point. Fair point. Anna, have you come to a conclusion yeah, I, yet? I was between James Retair. Or Ampadu. I feel who I mean who's gotten it the last few years? Because I feel like it's pretty consistent. I don't think we had one last season. We didn't do one last year. I, I think well, yeah, you're right. Um, I feel like a lot of midfielders. And I, and, and I think that it. was the right answer. <laughs> um you're such a shithead. Um, <laughs> um I feel like it goes pretty consistently to someone in midfield because I feel like that just has such a huge role in the way that we play. So I could see it being Ampadu probably. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with with with, it, with any of those shouts really. There's no wrong answer, no, is there? You, no, really? you, I think Ampadu is a brilliant answer. I, I think it's fantastic. I, I, you know it's not and that's could make an argument. Panda, that's what I said. <laughs> you could make an argument for literally any of those players on a different week. You know, if if Grevard played all season, we'd probably be talking about him in the in the picture. I mean, if someone said Melier, then I, I guess that would be a wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the kiss of death, Gilly. Here Give we go. Island on Melier. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> you could have done better with some of it. Do you know what? Right, I, I will say this. It does. I, I, he's probably being told to do it because he's doing it consistently. But stop punching the ball and just fucking catch it. When you're not under any pressure, 
just fucking catch it. I don't think and, he and can. Let's just chill out a bit. <laughs> I don't well, mind him punching. I mean, it, 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 it's fairly yeah. important for a goalkeeper to be able to learn it. Mm. So it'd be good if he could try. He punches it well, doesn't it? He's not, he's, so this the frustration is when he didn't time Would out. Would it be fair to say that Melian makes squirm? <laughs> I'm not getting into that. In the South Stand toilets. Fair enough. <laughs> um, right. Um, we have been here for, for, for some time. Um, thank you ever so much to um, Podcast Virgin, Andrea, for joining us all the way from Italy. Um, Big Lou Coops, as ever, a pleasure. Thank you. And I hope to see you again again soon. Hannah Brad, when you're back next over for a game this season, yeah? Have you got any plans this season? Probably toward the end of the year. Um, so next season, probably not this season. It's too bloody expensive. Cool. And where can where can they follow the your, your what's your Twitter again to follow the sales? Is it uh, L U F C S or Cal C A L? Yep, and then follow Legion Americas too. That's where all the info is gonna be. Great. So if anybody does want any any of that information, Andrea, have we got a channel coming up anytime soon? Or are you just yeah, just I think so floating? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think so. Uh, very soon, because amongst all the other things that I'm doing, of course, outside of of of, of Leeds, clearly, yeah, I would like to do some from time to time, of course, as an hobby. But it won't be focused mainly on on Leeds. To be, of course, uh, talk about this, but I'd like to do some storytelling about uh, some uh, history of football and all of those stuff, you know, because I really like that that part of of the sport. You know, when you mix sports and culture and and history, so I'll try to do that and maybe some analysis, you know, all of that, you know. Uh, what comes to my mind, you know, I try to perfect in, arguments and topics that I find interesting, yeah. Yeah, keep your Very eyes sweet. peeled then for Andrea's channel when it comes up. We'll share it all. Big Lou uh, on a LS11, as ever, you've just released a video or just recorded a video. When's that going out? Yeah, that's that's out already. The one we recorded about seven o'clock today. Uh, the only shout out I want to do today is for our mate Johnny's uh, lad Alfie, who is on a 32-game unbeaten streak at Ellen Road with his dad, which is... Imagine what happens when we lose, is, though. He's going to absolutely well, be destroyed, isn't he? It's, it's going to be like the Rotherham game or something, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> like Wigan. I think, uh, I think that's brilliant. So keep keep telling your dad to take you to the game, mate, because you're clearly a lucky charm. Um, his dad said he's probably watching the pod tonight. So um, nice one, Alfie. Yeah. Keep going to the games, mate. Hopefully, maybe Lee's can sort you out with just free tickets for the rest of the season but um <laughs> oh, let's, good, yeah. let, let's see yeah wicked um yeah uh, if anyone's still wants to get some more podcasts and more channels jay from auto betters on with with joe i think they're probably live now on just joe so if you want to jump yeah, on over yeah. there and, and see and watch joe and and our very own jay he'll be on there we'll be back this this weekend jay and smarty uh, the... uh, this weekend James Smarty. Jay, he'll be Jay on, again, uh, yeah. yeah, All over it, his lad. Yeah. After the Plymouth game, uh, probably, I would imagine, Sunday morning, um, because I think there'll be a few beers had Saturday. Uh, might be Saturday afternoon, I'm not sure. But yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Do like and subscribe if you do like and do fancy subscribing. Um, if you don't, we don't really care. Um, but <laughs> take it easy. Uh, thanks again to everybody. Thanks for you all in the comments. And we will see you sometime at the weekend I guess will we Gilly I don't know what day Great. Saturday or Sunday yep
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. We have three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.